because now okay, we're cool. live. I don't know hey. what the fuck that was. That was Reaper playing an April Fools on me. Congratulations, I've played myself. An April Fools joke on April 8th. You know, that's the that's the that's the best part of April Fools jokes. They're the slow burns. You're just a fool the whole month. Yeah. I'm just a fool. Period. Yep. You know. And I and life is a nightmare. And the fool's name is Caitlin, by the way. Hello. Hello. This is this is crime culture. I'm not you're a Haley. fool. You're not a fool. Nope. You're never you're, not once. You're a nice lady. You're a whiff. <laughs> Thank you. Um that's why. <laughs> why are we laughing? I don't know. Why? What's so funny? <laughs> I don't know what's so funny. I just, I mean, I get it. I'm hilarious, but I said delirious, I don't know what that hilarious. one was. I know. No, I heard delirious. <laughs> trust me. I've been spring cleaning all day, so I think the fumes. I have not. Oh, the fumes just got to me. It's really the only reason why you should spring clean. Honestly, you gotta get For your the jollies fumes? where you can. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I, you know, I spent the past like two weeks, what I thought was going to be like a weekend turned into like two weeks of restoring a vintage bar cart. Yeah. Yeah. That an old lady used to own and she kept it outside, which is why I had to restore it because it was rusty. Mm. And she called it her bitchin' bar cart though. And I was like, you know what? In, in the spirit, it's going to remain the bitchin' bar cart. Yeah. You got to make it better though. But those fumes, though, the spray paint fumes, the Rusty's fumes, or no, yeah. that's from cars, the Rust-Oleum fumes, the, the yep. plastic cleaner fumes, <sighs> some top-notch shit. Yeah. Almost as good as the, the shit that, what's his name, Michael and Elliot's roommate in college, and Jong, their other roommate, happy birthday, Jong, it's Jong's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, Jong. That were yeah, you used to do whippets in college. You used yeah, to do whippets was... in college, had a whole fridge dedicated to it. This is really, this is a start. This is this a chaotic is a beginning. This is very. We need to do is, some spring cleaning on our intro. This is chaotic <laughs> evil. Um, no, never chaotic evil. Definitely, it's a chaotic neutral. Okay. We're not quite at the good, but a chaotic neutral that that exists. What is this That's episode this. though? Is this uh, chaotic? This is just. This chaotic. is just chaotic. All right. Um, no, it's not. I shouldn't say it's chaotic, but it's definitely. I, I thought we did this case you. already. You did. You did. <laughs> and my favorite part was when you were like, have we done the episode on the timeline today? And I was like, what episode do you think we're doing? What yeah. do you think then, is on the timeline And then I actually today? did catch myself, but I saw it on the, I saw it on our, our schedule today and I was like. I'm just waiting for the day where we do a repeat episode. It'll be our April Fool's episode. Yeah. Will it be in August? Maybe. But again, it's about the slow burn. You're the fool. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, anyway, what are we talking about? So we're not talking about Jenny Jones, like Haley no, thought. We're talking, we're talking about, different about Jones. Jeffrey Jones. That's an Fred honest Jones. mistake. It's a fair mistake. I wouldn't even just say honest. I would say it's fair. And we did the Jenny Jones one so long ago that well, and Jeffrey Jones is just such a like common name. It is. But I can't say that I know the case because oh. anything that comes up is the Jenny Jones murder. Really? That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But that could be that could be no offense to you. That could be a fault of your Google, my friend. 
Uh, no, I, I specifically didn't search it because I wanted to be surprised. Um, okay. But you're Googling it now. But I thought you were going to say it's a, th- a fault of my brain, which is 100% true. No, it's I'm actually not Googling the fault right of now. our stars. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, with that, we'll just crack into it. Ooh, so, cracking oh. over the cold one with the voice. <laughs> I mean, uh, a room temp one, but yeah, same thing. <laughs> My favorite it. part of this is that Elliot and I are the ones that don't drink. Nope. Um, so, and yet, here we are doing that. Um, so, Jeffrey Jones was born Jeffrey Duncan Jones on September 28th, 1946 in Buffalo, New York to art historian Ruth Nay. Thanks, y'all. Schooly jones and her husband douglas bennett jones but just one month before little baby jeffrey's first birthday his father died at the age of 30 oh god i know can you fucking imagine what happened i could not find that really it it was 47 you know yeah record keeping not that great and the records that were kept were under strict enter your credit card info lock and key. And as much as I enjoy doing this podcast, I do not enjoy that. Yeah. Though that does, me mentioning my credit card also makes me think I should probably look into, pretty sure our our hosting fees are due soon. Um. <laughs> that's an us note. <laughs> that's, an, that's an us note. Um, I was just like, speaking of credit cards, I have If we suddenly go off air, that means we didn't pay something. <laughs> I was like, ooh, oh no. Um, we'll just cut out right now. So anyway, um, <laughs> so, so just a month before his birthday, his dad dies. Um, but his mom, from what I gathered, like she girl bossed the shit out of single motherhood. Um, so Jones became interested in acting very early on and his mother encouraged it. Um, he even played the titular character in a second grade production of Hamlet, which I have questions. Yeah, um, that's that's a peculiar show to do. It was the 50s. It was definitely the 50s. Also, uh, there is uh, Elliot works at a music school and one of their uh, groups is uh, playing uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light as one of their songs. <gasps> and I'm like, that's wow i hear them practicing it every once in a while and i'm like that's such a weird choice that is a choice that's, whatever that's made all right <laughs> more uh more i can't wait to hear positive. how the kids bop it i was gonna say yeah it's more <laughs> sex positive than the performing arts high school my partner used to teach at um but anyway so he played hamlet in 1964, he graduated from the prestigious Putney, Vermont High School, private, excuse me, high school, Ooh. the Putney School, which is known for its incredible arts program and includes notable alumni like actor Wallace Shawn from one of my all-time favorite movies, The Princess Bride, who Ooh. actually attended school at the same time as Jones. Inconceivable! This girl, listen, this fucking crime is inconceivable. Um so he but they were in school at the same time sean was the class of 61 and jones was the class of 64 so okay. there was some overlap there and then other notable alumni include actress slash operation varsity blues mommy felicity huffman documentarian lee hirsch actress Taylor leone who 
in like I can't tell if this was a dig or not. The school in their notable alumni section has her name, but then they have in parentheses what like her real name was, which was like Teresa Pendaleone or something like that. Okay. And I was like, damn, damn, you really did just like at her like that. Um, leave Tia alone. Spanglish was a beautiful move me movie. Move it moved me. Freudian slip. <laughs> Great. Um LinkedIn co-founder Reed Hoffman is another notable alum. Interesting. And the creator of Lost in honor of Lost Day, which was just recently, Carlton Cuse went there. Okay. I think it's Cuse. C U S E. I can't imagine what else it would be. Cuse. Sure. Um, I don't know. How does Lost end? Jones then enrolled as a pre-med student at Lawrence University in Appleton, Wisconsin, where he was a member of Beta Theta Pi fraternity and participated in the school's theater productions. In fact, it was during one of those productions, specifically Hobson's Choice, that he caught the eye of famed stage director Sir Tyrone Guthrie, who invited him to join his prestigious theater, Guthrie Theater, in Mm -hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota. And so in 1967, so Jones was about 21, he changed career paths and made his professional stage debut as a member of the chorus in a production of the Greek tragedy, tragedy I don't know where that came from, the House of Atreus at the Guthrie Theater. Okay. He then went to London after graduating from Lawrence with a BA to study at the city's Academy of Music and Dramatic Art, a.k.a. Lambda. Mm-hmm. And in 1970, he made his debut on the London stage as the character Joseph Surface in the British comedy of manners, A School for Scandal, which was at the Logan Place Theater, which based on my research is or at the very least was Lambda's theater. One of Lambda's theaters. OK. Um, but that same year, he also made his film debut as red haired radical committee member in the 1970 <laughs> docudrama adaptation of Hans Koningsberger's novel the Revolutionary, which starred John Voight and Robert Duvall, oh. among others. Yes. So, while and fun fact, like I had to, I had to really dig into that because it's not even listed on IMDb, and he was credited as Jeff Jones. Do you have any idea where we're going? No, I'm checking in. Okay, beep beep toot toot. Let's move. While working at the Stratford Theater in Stratford, Ontario, Canada, presumably during this time. Um, he was acting in various Shakespeare works. He participated in the Stratford Shakespeare Festival from 1971 through 1973. So while he was working there, he met his future wife, Loy Coots, I believe is how you pronounce her, la- her name. Um, it's okay. L-L-O-Y. And all that was coming up when I tried to find pronunciations was Lloyd. And I was like, that ain't her. That ain't her. Um, what, who she was, was literally one of Canada's most prolific voice coaches. She mm. she was, I, the more I wished, I, I like wished I could have gone more into her history because she was fucking fascinating. Okay. She was such a cool bitch. Um, and on October 23rd, 1971, she gave birth to their son, Julian Coots who went on to become first a child actor. He was actually the, he originated the role of Jesse in the original Bridge to Terabithia movie that we oh, know shit. as millennials was played by Josh Hutcherson. He was yeah, the yeah. OG Jesse. Okay. And he also was in The Crucible with his father. Oh, damn. Um, 
he was he was in like a commercial, but he ended up becoming a hugely successful Emmy and Annie Award nominated producer with credits including the HBO animated series Harley Quinn, which I personally love. It's delightful. But anywho, Jones's stage career was pretty successful himself. Um, over the course of it, he participated in more than 125 productions, starting at the Guthrie Theater, then internationally in, like I said before, London, Canada, even South America as well as in New York off-Broadway in plays like Henry VIII and Cloud Nine and on-Broadway in plays like The Elephant Man. In fact, his work in the off-Broadway production of Cloud Nine at the Lucille Lordle Theater was what got him noticed by the casting team of the 1983 comedy Easy Money, which resulted in him being cast in a supporting role opposite Rodney Dangerfield that launched his film career. Damn. So now... I'm going to give you one guess as to who this man is before I just crack it wide open for you. I still, I I cannot, as far as right now, I cannot picture a face or I don't, I have not seen any of those things, so I don't know what else. Okay. Well, you've definitely seen the next thing. Okay. Because one of Jones's most memorable movies is also one of the most popular i'd say of writer and director john hughes ah and that is 1986's ferris bueller's day off okay which for those who don't know and if you don't why um protagonist ferris bueller a high school student played by matthew broderick who fun fact was nominated for a golden globe for his role as ferris and lost to fucking Paul Hogan for Crocodile Dundee. Ew. Right? I could not believe that. Though, to be fair, like, Crocodile Dundee can get it. But anyway. So, Ferris Bueller squares off with uptight Principal Rooney as he attempts to save to, to save his ditch day, have this ultimate ditch day with his friends. And that Principal Rooney is none other played, is played by, I killed that one, played by <laughs> none other than jeffrey jones okay all right now i'm gonna google him just to see his face because i haven't seen that you movie definitely in forever know you definitely it's not ben stein going bueller bueller it's the one who's okay. on the bus at the end do you want a gummy bear yeah 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 they've yeah, been yeah, in okay. my pocket all day so they're nice and soft oh god i i just googled his name and damn I can it see... Haley! don't kill it don't <laughs> i'm not minimize. gonna say i'm not gonna Click say out. but i just X. see like the one headline underneath his exit name exit out Haley. exit out okay. Haley. Right. goodbye I'm not, goodbye, I'm not looking goodbye. At anything else. shame on you shame on you <sighs> i'm just looking at a photo of him somebody roll up a newspaper elliot <laughs> excuse me continue Um, so the movie for those who don't know again why but it has a 7.8 out of 10 on imdb a 90 percent google score i know um but it has a 90 percent google score and an 81 percent tomato meter rating on rotten tomatoes with a 92 percent audience score that sounds right and the audience score has over 250,000 ratings damn Right? That's what I'm saying. And I actually didn't think to look on IMDb. IMDb has a 7.8 out of 10 with over 366, close to 367 at the time of this recording, thousand ratings. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but the 
Rotten Tomatoes critics' consensus is, quote, Matthew Broderick charms in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, a light and irrepressibly funny, fun movie about being young and having fun, end quote. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. And if by some fluke you haven't seen this great movie and need more convincing to see it, because besides the triad of true crime Hollywood cast members. Um, yeah. I mean, I know John Hughes is problematic a little bit just because like the way he portrayed uh, uh, women frequently and the way he portrayed minorities. And uh, yeah. Well, so. Andy stopped speaking to Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall when they told him no about one script each. Yeah, straight up so, never spoke to them again for years but i yeah. mean for as as awful as some of that stuff was i mean he breakfast also club. He, he breakfast club and also like he apparently did a lot in other ways uh i got like caught in it's, tiktok is weird it's it's a it's a weird weird space and i hope we get to keep it um because i was i got roped into this like long clip from a documentary that i think was about john hughes yes yeah i know the documentary you're referencing it was very good and i was like i don't know the name of this and i'd like to see it and i was like on a train so i didn't really have enough wherewithal to write it down but it was he seemed like everybody we were just talking about this off mic like yeah people 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 have good yeah people have good stuff about him people have bad stuff about him it's complicated we're all human yes so yes um not excuse but yeah. Not an excuse for not an excuse for criminal behavior, but it's an excuse for like, mm, that was kind of an asshole move behavior. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, that's all to say. It, it, honestly, so the three true crime connections. Jeffrey Jones is obviously one, but there yeah. are two more, um, though, honestly, like if anybody who's not Haley can tell me on our discord who it is i'll send you a crime culture merch pin thingy all right yeah without oh, but people are gonna look it up honor system i said don't cheat don't look it up. i trust are you saying that you don't trust i know you looked it up but are you saying that you don't that trust? people would lie for merch yeah <laughs> listen listen the merch ain't that good um it's good don't get me wrong but it ain't that good um but yeah so this movie for those who need more reason to see it uh it was selected for the national film registry by the library of congress as being quote culturally historically or aesthetically end quote significant i'm gonna guess that it's also on that uh steven schneider 1001 movies to see before you die i'm gonna guess i i mean i would venture that's a good guess if it's I, not um, that's the one movie we've talked about that isn't on that fucking list mm-hmm. not that it's a bad list i'm sure it's fine but like almost every time we reference movie it's been it's, on it's usually I, I, almost every time we reference a good movie yeah like, I, yeah we've, specifically we've, we've definitely referenced some yeah I was like, we've, we've referenced some materials. movies that are also like mm, do we really need to recommend this but it is it's number 778 i just looked perfect um so even another reason like you don't want to die without seeing this movie i literally while researching this i put it on our jelly fin request list that i have for michael which is like as long as my arm because i keep but michael keeps deleting megamind and i keep putting it back on so feel free to let us know if we should put megamind on our jellyfin um because michael seems to think it's not culturally historically or aesthetically relevant and i wholeheartedly disagree all right um but so yeah go watch it if you have paramount plus or another streaming service on which you get paramount plus as an add-on just 
watch it or rent it. I I, I don't know. Just watch it. Um, but aside from Ferris Bueller, yeah. He was also known for playing just a variety of iconic characters throughout the 1980s and 90s. Now that you've seen his face, you know who I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those who still need a little help, um, I'm talking Emperor Joseph II in the eight-time Academy Award winning Mozart biopic Amadeus in 1984, which, like Rock Ferris me, Bueller's Amadeus. Day Off, Rock Me Amadeus, that was also selected for the National Film Registry. Damn. Um Right. And honestly, because I have it up here and because I love you, I'm going to look and see what Amadeus is. And it On the is, 1001 movies yep, see before you die? And it is uh, before Ferris Bueller. I don't know that I agree with that. Is it ranked and, in like... Uh, yes. Like, okay. In number form. It is number 747. But anyway, so... He also played Lydia Dietz's father, Charles, in Tim Burton's 1988 classic Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. And he was also in another Tim Burton classic, the Academy Award winning horror fantasy film Sleepy Hollow in 1999, in yeah. which he played Reverend Steenwick. Um, but so he was in Stuart Little. He played one of the uncles. He was in Daddy Daycare 2. He was he he did all fucking kinds of of shit he was a very well-known character actor mm-hmm. so what happened i mean i you saw get, you don't get to fucking answer no no you don't get <laughs> to ruin this for me no i'll tell you what happened except for Haley. Haley ruined it for herself okay um congratulations Haley. you played yourself you april fools yourself yep um so that's all to say in 2001 the Los Angeles Police Department, you know, LAPD, received information from a minor, 17 years old at the time, who alleged criminal acts of a sexual nature against Jones. And more famously, they looped this in with another investigation, like a probe, as you call it, um, that they were doing into actor Paul Rubens, who most people know mm. for his character Pee Wee Herman, the titular star of Pee Wee's Playhouse, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, Paul Rubens, they were not, Jeffrey Jones and Paul Rubens were not considered to be like both part of this accusation, but they were like, well, we're investigating Paul Rubens, let's investigate this guy too. Okay. Um, because of this kid that came forward about Jones. Um, but the difference is Paul Rubens, in my opinion, from what I have heard, uh, was simply targeted for being gay. Um, because when they went through Paul Rubens's house, they didn't find any uh, child sexual abuse materials. They didn't find anything that was illegal. They just I think they I think they were I think that they made him admit to like saying that he found obscene things um that they found that that he was like in possession of obscene shit but also that's very antiquated does that make sense yeah and obscene is um especially doing a true crime podcast obscene can mean different things to different people yes yes yeah there's some like movies and books and stuff that can be uh, seen as obscene to some people and yes. very tame to others and uh i think there's various kinks that can be seen as obscene or yes the difference between uh obscene questionable and illegal those absolutely. are th- three different things absolutely but so 
as it turns out, both of these men were targeted in the same probe on the same day, which was Friday, November 16th, 2001. And after this 17-year-old boy went to the LAPD accusing Jones of soliciting him to pose for nude photos as part of an X-rated photo shoot when the boy was 14 years old. Yes. Uh, Detectives from the Juvenile Division's Sexually Exploited Child Unit spent several months conducting an extensive investigation into the allegations before they obtained a search warrant and conducted a search on Jones's residence during which they seized numerous items of evidence. And honestly, it's a good thing that they were able to do it. And by that, I mean get the warrant relatively fast, too, because the statute of limitations for that boy's case against Jones would have expired literally that Sunday. Literally two days later, had this search not been conducted, and that essentially extended the statute of limitations. Yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah. Um, About a year later... On November 13th, 2002, a warrant was issued for Jones's arrest for violation of Penal Code Section 311.4c, um, use of a minor to perform prohibited acts. Um, as well, he was also charged with a misdemeanor of possessing child sexual abuse materials. Which, quick aside, two things um, for those who are just tuning in. Hello, welcome. Um, we use the term child sexual abuse materials that is seen as the more appropriate term by child sexual abuse uh, counselors and activists and experts Mm -hmm. uh, because a child cannot consent to pornography so regardless of what the legal system may list it as and i know that certain certain communities are working on changing that verbiage and whatnot Regardless, we will be using the term child sexual abuse materials in lieu of child pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing, this fucking shocked me, okay, is that it was true then in 2002. It's true now, over 20 years later, that possession of child sexual abuse materials is indeed a misdemeanor. Yeah. It's a misdemeanor. Yeah. Drunk driving is more of an offense not that it shouldn't be and but i think that they are equally awful yeah um but it is a misdemeanor it carries a maximum punishment of three years in prison for a first offense in the state of california which is where jeffrey jones resided this is where i reside three years you get for your first offense three years yeah that's Um, that's not great not not at all uh but anyway so jones then turned himself into the authorities the next day november 14th at which point he was released on twenty thousand dollars bail and scheduled to be arraigned a week later on november 21st according to a press release issued by the lapd one of jones's attorneys jeffrey brody told the los angeles times in response to these to the arrest and these allegations that the charge was quote all about photos end quote and that there were no, quote, allegations of any touching or any improper acts with a minor, end quote. Jones initially pleaded not guilty to the charges and continued to maintain his innocence until he ultimately pleaded no contest to a charge of soliciting a minor the following year because, once again, the accuser was 14 years old when the offense first occurred. Yeah. 
But as a result of this plea, that misdemeanor charge of possession of child sexual abuse materials was dropped. Okay. Yeah. So in July 2003, Los Angeles Superior Court Judge David Horwitz sentenced Jones to five years probation and ordered him to register as a sex offender and undergo serious counseling. And Jones said in court, quote, this concludes a really painful chapter in my life. I'm sorry that this incident was allowed to occur. Such an event has never happened before and it will never happen again, end quote. And like... Hmm. I'm so sorry that that was so painful for you. Like, I can't believe you had absolutely no control over the incident being allowed to occur. But like, really, yeah, that, how that, fucking sad for you. That wording is weird specifically because, yeah, I mean, it just seems like celebrities can kind of get away with literally anything. Uh, if you were famous for anything at any time, uh, there's going to be people that support you. And uh, even if you're indicted on 34 felony counts, um, people are mm. still going to be, I, I mean, a handful of people are going to like stand outside a building and like, yeah, be like supportive of you. So, yeah. but it also feels like um, there's a lot of like, I mean, it's getting better now, but there has historically been a lot of like eyes turned in the other direction when something shady is mm. happening in one way when it comes to like celebrities and stuff so the fact that like anything was allowed to happen uh that's very troubling wording of that situation that crime yeah. actually yeah. not a situation yes. it's a crime yes yeah um but <laughs> you ready to get more mad oh, uh, because jones's other attorney leonard levine also downplayed the severity of his crimes of course and he did. spoke of his client's hope to move on with his life, saying, quote, he's not accused of touching or having physical contact with any minors whatsoever. He didn't do anything of that nature. Yeah, he that hopes doesn't... the public understands this was an aberration in his life. One mistake in judgment. It was just a case about photographs. He hopes at some point the public will forgive him and he can go on with his life and his career. End quote. This motherfucker was in Stuart Little. Yeah, I'm also not I'm not going to get like uh, too into this. But like, yeah, you had the photographs. What were you doing with the fucking photographs? He didn't just have them. And it's, it's never one or five photographs. It is terabytes of photographs. Not in this specific well, case. I don't, yes. In not many in this specific cases, case. Though, yes. But in many cases, whenever you hear that somebody was caught with child sexual abuse materials, it's never one video or five mm -hmm. pictures. It is mm -hmm. thousands upon thousands. So, yeah. and it's, for this guy specifically, has been a proven pattern that he is solicited several people to do this are we still talking about the same person yeah didn't he ask two guys two no boys he under asked the age 14? one boy oh i thought you said 14. later on i said there was another boy oh okay no 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 i'm reiterating that the boy was 14 oh, okay my mistake my I'm, mistake yes he is now 17 but actually so the, first of all this whole court is, is out of order but actually the following year the the boy in question who is at this point no longer a boy he's 19 years old um, he actually filed a civil suit against Jones in which more light was shed on this case. And I, we say alleged for those who are just tuning in solely to essentially cover our asses for legal reasons. We are all about believing victims 
but we need to say things a certain way so as not to get sued into oblivion. Um, so Jones's victim alleged that he had been subjected to, quote, physical and sexual abuse, end quote, and that over a period of about from about 1999 to 2000, Jones directed the then 14 year old to engage in sexual acts while he took photos during photo shoots in his Los Angeles home. Yeah, There's a lot fucked up here. There's yeah, a that's lot. Abuse. There's a lot. Yeah. Um, and reportedly the civil suit against Jones was quote, dismissed with prejudice at the plaintiff's request and quote, shortly after it was filed. I don't mm. know what that was about, but at the very least it gave a little bit more or it shed a little bit more light on these allegations that this person went to the police with initially um however even with that civil suit against jones being dismissed even after jones and his lawyers were basically like playing the victim um that did not stop jones's career from coming to an almost immediate halt after his arrest yeah and that's why we wonder what the fuck happened to that guy is because he did something vile and he got fucking he got what he deserved yeah um outside of like a few small voiceover roles on cartoon episodes here and there and a period between 2004 and 2006 during which he played american journalist and the publisher and founder of the south dakota daily newspaper the black hills pioneer aw merrick um, he played this character on the Emmy Award-winning mid-2000s HBO series Beloved by Dads Everywhere, Deadwood, which mm-hmm. starred a daddy beloved by viewers everywhere. And by that, I mean me, Timothy Oliphant. Um, aside from that, he didn't really get much work. His IMDb fucking tanks from 2002 on. Damn. Um, and we will get into just how much mm. because the tanking is tanky. Um in fact, that's pretty much Deadwood is pretty much the most notable project he's worked on following his crimes. And that includes a reprisal of his role as A.W. Merrick in the 2019 TV movie on Deadwood, which was kind of like a revival of it on HBO. Um, but as for Deadwood, along with the ensemble cast, Jones was nominated for the 2007 Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance by an Ensemble in a Drama Series but like holy shit um like he did like whether the rest of the cast was that good he did not deserve any kind of accolades this is after he has been not even just been accused he's been found guilty yeah um but ultimately they lost to the cast of Grey's Anatomy just Yet another banger from Shonda Rhimes. She nailed his ass to the wall, whether she intended to or not. But honestly, Deadwood aside, like or including Deadwood, whatever you want to do, I I am genuinely surprised that he was even able to do that much because he is, in my opinion, like you were saying, one of a select few perpetrators of sex crimes to be openly vilified and held accountable in Hollywood prior to the Me Too movement, which has improved things greatly, though it has not solved problems but this is in the early 2000s when people were like oh no fuck this guy yeah um in 
2006, his criminal record became the subject of an entire community complaint during the filming of the comedy Who's Your Caddy in Aiken, South Carolina, um, which it, it was like like a comedy about golf. Okay. It was it was it was something. Um upon learning of his involvement though, locals insisted that the public should have been alerted to his presence, especially considering the fact that families were being invited to visit the set. Yeah. Aiken resident Joel Williams told WRDW TV, quote, you'd think because it's Hollywood that they'd have more dignity than that. That makes me very angry. This is what we, my family, moved here to avoid, end quote. <laughs> On July 23rd, 2016, a photo of Jones with Justin Bieber was posted on Bieber's Instagram in which the two posed as like a spoof of Ferris Bueller's day off with Jones like wagging his finger at, at like a, a whoopsie shrubbing, shrugging Justin Bieber. Um, and it got over 1.5 million likes. I guarantee you because children don't understand. Um, and even with that though, the post triggered such huge backlash because of Jones's criminal record that it was taken down days later. Mm. and criminal uh, his criminal record also came up again in the media a few years later surrounding the release of deadwood the movie in 2019 because the media was just like why are we giving this guy another fucking chance Mm -hmm. so meanwhile going back not long after his no contest plea in july 2003 jones was indeed arrested for violating his probation on august 6th 2004 barely made a year Barely made it a year. It was discovered the month prior that he had moved out of his home or his apartment in Sarasota, Florida, to live in his mother's home with her nearby in March of that year. So he just moved from one residence in Sarasota to another residence in Sarasota. However, it is required by both his like probation and his sex offender status that yep. he had to share his address within the for uh, within 48 hours of moving and he did not do that and again he moved in march it was not discovered by the authorities until the end of july that he had done this yes so despite this violation he was released from custody soon after updating he just like he was in the he was in the precinct and he was like okay fine i'll update it geez and he updates it and they let him go great he's in florida that's all i'm gonna say um but however his five-year probation sentence eventually did indeed almost double, albeit six years later, in September 2010 when he did the exact same fucking thing in California when he moved back there from Florida and failed to update his information on the sex offender registry again. Dude, just fucking update your bullshit. Like, it's it's really not hard. And also, why aren't you? Yeah, you theoretically have to update your, like, driver's license and all that shit. So, like, put that on the list of your shit to do when you move, sir. I would put that as being more important because the whole point of updating your information on the sex offender registry is so that the people in the, the area where you will be living will know that they have a sex offender living in their neighborhood. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, he, re- he was arrested again. And released after posting $20,000 bail before ultimately receiving an additional three years tacked onto his probation, as well as 250 hours of community service working on a road cleanup crew. Damn. 
And that seemed to be the nail in the coffin for his career because he really hasn't done much of anything since, aside from the Deadwood movie and the occasional autograph signing at nostalgia fueled events. Like, and that, and that's like whatever a knockoff of Comic Con would be. That yeah. sort of thing is what he's attending. Though he was notably not present at Chicago's 2016 Ferris Fest to celebrate the movie's 30th anniversary. He was the only like main cast member not there. Um, mm. uh, good. Understandably so. Um, he also had an uncredited minor role in the 2012 Emmy Award winning HBO movie Hemingway and Gellhorn, which starred Clive Davis and Nicole Kidman. Um, he was in an absolutely panned like i'm talking 3.5 out of 10 on imdb panned oof 2014 low budget movie called 10.0 earthquake wow for those who don't know there's a richter scale the richter scale measures the like baddie of the earthquake um a 10 is bad they don't call it a 10.0 yeah granted i don't think we've we've gotten a 10 out here but you know anyway that's that's what we're dealing with and he ironically played a disgraced professional although it was a geologist instead of an actor um he has the research in his mm -hmm. back pocket for that one Mm -hmm. the disgraced part not the geologist part yes 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 yes, yes. (laughs) um but also i don't fucking know about his hobbies i mean besides pre-med science science Meh. But he also was in a 2016 short film about a homeless man who meets a Hollywood power couple. That's what the IMDb like synopsis said. And I was not about to watch it to find out what the fuck they were talking about. All right. But it was called Seven Days um, in which he played himself. It was just like a bunch of like actors playing themselves like the dad from uh, the Wonder Years played himself. Okay. Jeffrey Jones as himself. And I'm just like, dude, this is the best that you can do. And truly... Like, according to IMDb, that Deadwood movie in 2019 has been the last acting thing he has done. And the only thing he has ever done since was serve as the social media coordinator for Chris Jericho's 30th anniversary celebration on the TBS wrestling program AEW Dynamite in October 2020. Wow. That's the most he has ever done. That's it. That's it. All right. Um, Which... You know, I can't say I feel too bad for him. No, you know, he sounds people, like a, a bad man. Exactly. He doesn't he doesn't deserve a platform. Um, his son does, though. His son did great things. And like and and I will say, because I wondered to myself, well, like, what about because when I was looking up um, his I'm, I'm going to refer to her as his ex-wife. Um, Coots. Um she i i I could not find if they got a divorce i couldn't really even find when they got married um but from the sound of things they were no longer together i don't know when they were no longer together but i think it's kind of telling that their son went by her last name um and has for quite a while prior to this um not that that jones is a very like unique last name but exactly that he went by his mother's last name yeah um and that in her obituary which i did find when i was trying to like find out more about her vocal coach career which because again fascinating lady um she 
it listed literally like everybody but Jeffrey Jones in the obituary. And unfortunately, yes, she did die mm. um, about a little over 10 years ago. Um, but she, I think it's safe to say that she did not stay with him. Yeah. Whether that was before, whether that was after, doesn't matter. So like no judgment to be passed on to him, and to, to her, their son, their family. This is just Jeffrey Jones sucks. He's that's a shitty thing to do. It's yeah. a shitty you don't you stealing a child's innocence is one of the most evil things that you could ever do. There's no rehabilitating that in my opinion. And um, downplaying it to the point where it's like gaslighting the person. It's like, "Oh, you're crazy for thinking that I did something bad here." Like I'm it was sorry just that photos. you were upset. Yeah. Um but yeah, as of this episode's recording, I didn't know whether to put this in here. <laughs> Um, so I'm a little confused. Anybody who wants to question this can. So Jones, Jones is still listed on the Florida sex offenders registry as being a resident who lives out of state in California. However, he is not listed on California's sex offender database. However, he is listed on the U.S. Department of Justice National Sex Offender Database as being on the Florida registry as a resident who also lives in California. But on the internet archive of his profile on the California database, the address that he listed as living at in California, I Googled that and it was sold late last year. So basically, from what I could find, nobody knows where the fuck this guy is. So, I mean, as far as like what's publicly shown, like I don't know. But how that's the thing—a national like, sex offender registry. It's supposed. That's the whole point. Is it's supposed like, to show his example. like exact address. Yes, really. Even if he's okay. a celebrity, um, and I use that term very loosely in his case, but it's supposed to show an exact address because then, because like for example, I got curious and I was looking to see okay, because you plug in your address and then it comes up and it shows who the offender is around what and when they were convicted of and where they live in approximation to you yes like there it drops a pin on their address yeah and that's not just for like for example i've got a couple of people i found out near me um yeah as soon as you as soon as you go down yeah as soon as you go down the rabbit hole of that yeah but then i just started to feel sick and i closed it but well there are like i i don't know about like the logistics and the history behind the sex offender registry too much. Um, but I know that there, you can be on it for like public urination. You um, can. Something you can. that is the like, people by me though. We're not on it for that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were on it for, you know, yeah. Uh, molestation Bad. and child trafficking. Yeah yeah, um, yeah. 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 But, and that's just by me, but the, it's also, for example, let's say like you're living in California in Los Angeles and you were sexually abused by somebody and you want to keep tabs so that they don't if they move back to the state because they were living in Florida for a while. You would like to know, I would think. Yeah, it sounds this like guy back. It sounds like that's a problem with the website itself, too. So like it could be an issue with the website itself. It could be. A number of things which is why i questioned bringing it up but i figured i was curious as to like because technically in 2010 
he got three years probation. So in 2013, his probation was done. So that uh-huh. could also be why he... Oh, hi, Beanie. Um, that could also be why I... Ha- not being a sex offender, I'm not 100% familiar with what the process is if you are a registered sex offender and then your probation is up. Um, I know that he's permanently on the list registry yeah but it's but it's a case that i don't know whether when your probation is up if that like affects whether you can like hide your information i don't know whether you're celebrity we don't have all the information on the registry i couldn't find all the information on that yes but um i can say that there is there 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 are several databases there's state databases and there are national databases that you can research do it like when you're in like a better space i would say Um, mentally physically yes emotionally mentally a better place yeah just because it it's it can be sickening and it can be very easy to go down that rabbit hole um but it's it's public information um if you have kids i think it's worth knowing um what's going on in your neighborhood um fuck this guy for stealing that child's innocence um yeah but if they're if if, um what do you call it um just to close out this one with just (gasps) uh, not 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 bummers but you know what i mean um if you know somebody is being sexual a child is being sexually abused if you suspect somebody that a child is being sexually abused um first of all like if you're a kid like teachers are mandated reporters um your doctor is a mandated reporter there are ways there are also hotlines that you can call and text like the national sexual assault telephone hotline in the united states um that is the number for that is 800-656-HOPE or 4673 Mm -hmm. and it's open 24 hours there's a chat bot that you can talk to there's a text line there's a phone line um but like we've talked about it it's very difficult i know reporting any kind of abuse of a child but it's definitely something that you should do you shouldn't just chalk it up to well this is useless because something may not be done about it yeah because you just you never know um and one more time personally like i'm going to plug a friend's project called operation innocence um and a friend is an activist for child sexual abuse particularly to do with um child sexual abuse it's very very prevalent in the military Mm. um children of military members frequently are victims of child sexual abuse um and that is not okay um but she does a lot of really important work lobbying and also teaching seminars on how to help children better know when a person is not being when they are being when they're when they're 
intentions are not as good as they may seem. Yeah. It, we are well past the little kid in a van or the catfish days, unfortunately. Yeah. And as much as like internet can play a role, as much as like stranger danger can play a role, a lot of times these abusers are people that are in your life. Yeah. Um, in your house. In your house, in your life, in your family, in your circle of friends. Um, and, you know, it's not okay for it to happen to anybody, but especially a child. Yeah, of course. Um, but so... Will I be able to watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off again? Probably. Will I microwave some fucking molten gummy bears and pitch them at the screen as soon as this guy's fucking grandpa yeah, from Munster's I mean, fucking ass face shows up? Yes. Yeah, it's like bummers like that. Like, like I was talking to a friend the other day um, about like a famous figure that we're uh, both fans of and i was like oh my god if they were ever like accused of 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 anything like i would be devastated it's Jack like black tom hanks terry cruz oh god it's just like it, i'm it's just upsetting mm -hmm. um it's fucked up but it's worse when you've got that like parasocial relationship in which you trust that well, person. I was just listening. I was listening to um like the backlog of a podcast that I, and I, I won't like uh, throw them under the bus. But I was listening, but to, I've the been backlog. listening to the backlog of a similar podcast. I think. Uh no, it's definitely not the same. I've been <laughs> oh, listening okay. to the backlog of a podcast. Uh, um, obviously, it was done like in the early twenty tens, maybe. Oh yeah, so, not the same one. I'm I mean, thinking of a life guy podcasts. No, oh god, no. They're yeah. throwing they're throwing around uh, f slurs every once in a while, and I'm like, oh god, mm. Jesus. Um, but they were specifically talking about Louis C.K. and how he seems like such yeah. a great guy, and how he seems like such a champion for like yeah. women on his sets and everything. And uh, the entire time, I was like, I was physically Ooh. like squirming because yeah. I was like, oh no, they don't know yet. Yeah. It's like listening to it, that's exactly what it is, though. Yeah, it's like ooh, oh, they gosh. don't know. I do the same thing when I'm listening, like I'm catching up on podcasts that I haven't caught up on since before the pandemic hit, and they're like, oh, only two weeks, guys, and I'm like. <laughs> oh yeah. god i can't i you can't sure? really listen to podcasts at the very beginning of the pandemic because like it just makes me so like Ugh. anxious and depressed um, it's just yeah it's it's i mean and i think that's understandable i think there's a lot of grief to be had there in terms yeah. of life will never be the same yeah very triggering it's been um, three years but as we're as we're descending down this pit um do you have a warm fuzzy or a palate cleanser so that when we send people off we send them off with something good to maybe listen to or watch or do or think about i got warm fuzzies for days tell um, me about one of them i i already have told you about this one but i'm gonna share it with everybody else have so you told your the depression people? can continue but i haven't told the people now okay um sorry about that for you though my bad um i like i said i'm obsessed with our jellyfin it's fine um this is my new my new hyperfixation. but we when i tell you i binged this sh the first season of this show in 24 hours new record for me i'd say yeah because it's like it was like 11 or 12 episodes it's called why women kill so um, I'm gonna I, I I will let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> but are you Kanyeing me? I'm gonna say that I don't think that this falls within the realm of a warm fuzzy because it still has to do with crime. 
that's fair, but it's so fucking good. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll do another one. I'll do no, another one too. I'll, I'll, but I'll the show is so good. Yeah. Lucy Liu is a fucking icon forever and always. I will love her every day. Um, but basically it's an anthology series, so you can watch just one season and not have to worry about it. Like, like I'll be transparent. It got canceled after season two, but each series, it's like White Lotus, where it's each series is its own little story, but it's an anthology series. And the first season, I've only watched the first season because I've heard not so great things about the second, but I know, but I'm still going to watch it, but I just need to like come off the high of how good that first season was so i won't be as disappointed as i know i'm going to be yeah um but it's about three women from different eras one is from i believe the 60s one is from the 80s and then one is from the 2010 like late like 2019 okay um and they all live in the same house during their respective period and like era and i mean i'm sure they all got their periods in the house but anyway um so and it's one of like each of these women kills somebody and you don't know the why you don't know the who all of their husbands seem to suck for for a variety of reasons so right off the bat you go okay they're all gonna kill their husbands but then you get like a couple episodes in and you're like huh maybe they won't kill their husbands maybe they'll kill somebody else because the stories are just fucking wild mm-hmm. and again but they all live in this house so it's just shot so insanely well it's beautifully done the opening sequence is a fucking banger it's the l-o-v-e song but it's like all pop art cartoons of different eras of women killing people and it's very funny all right um i'm just telling like it's oops all bangers it's got jennifer goodwin it's got lucy Liu. um it's got fucking sam yeager uh who i love um if anybody remembers Leo Little, Leo Little's big show from Disney Channel, that kid, he's grown the fuck up now. Um, let me tell you. But I was shocked. It, it, but yeah, it's just it's 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 not. Have you watched it yet? Because I know that I tried to bully you into watching it, but no, not yet. OK, because it's you don't get to really the true crime of it until the end. Okay. You know, in the beginning that somebody dies. That is not a spoiler. The show is called Why Women Kill. But again, you don't know exactly what the situation is, like who the killing and everything is. So it's it is still a warm fuzzy because when I tell you, like I walked away being like, oh, my God, this was so good. Oh, my God, this was so good. It sucked Michael in. Michael's not a true crime bitch. Like, well, Michael also just got sucked into Yellow Jackets. I understand. Michael did get sucked into Yellow Jackets. Pro tip. This can be my other warm fuzzy. This can be my other warm fuzzy. And you can tell me because I shared this hack with you. And you can tell me if you tried it and it worked on yours. I didn't. If, I was. Just, I just okay. was like, sit down. We're watching this. Okay. <laughs> so I was not like that. But I said to Michael, who is not like, I, this is going to sound like I was like trying to like challenge, like do some like toxic masculinity, like putting things on its head sort of thing. That's not what I was doing at all. I don't think there's a toxic bone in Michael's body. Um, but I said well like michael was like are you gonna watch this show and i was like yeah but i mean i can watch it later if you want to like watch tv together because i don't really think you'll like it Mm -hmm. and michael was like i watched i watched their face change yeah truly was just like challenge accepted and was like 
well, why would you say that? I think I like things. And I'm like, okay, well then let's try it. And you want to know something? Michael would not have shown any interest, I think, in this show had I not said that. And by the end of the first episode, hook, line, and fucking sinker Michael was in. Yep. Not even the first. I don't think it was even the first, the beginning. I think after the beginning, before like the opening sequence, to the point that like, no offense, I don't think I told you this. I might have, but... I'm offended. We watched, you Haley, Haley sent me some episodes to watch from her plex to mine and in, in a totally legal way. And she, the way that they were sent to us, apparently they got a little throttled. So the quality was fine, but it was yeah. like irking Michael a little bit to the point that the next day, Michael deleted they went and got the three the, episodes the that you got and ones. downloaded all of the high res ones. Yeah to our jellyfin because that's how into this show michael was and i was like well damn well damn that's pretty good that so yeah that's my warm fuzzy is manipulating your partner um that was not my yeah. intention but it worked out sure do it for Great. good not for evil listen manipulation warm fuzzy i'm into it Perfect. um what are we actually calling them Pla- palate cleansers the palate cleansers yeah palate cleansers I'll, I'll come up with like a, a formal script so that it's not uh jarring to people <laughs> who are just tuning into a single episode uh but you know that's a yeah. that's a me project for another day that i'll forget about and um, i have one more palate cleanser are you not going to save any for your next episode? I've got so many, girl. I got okay. so many. Will right. I remember them next week? I will not, but I've got so many. Um, Go for it. My grandma is a fucking gem of a human being, and mm-hmm. I love her so much, and she's a badass, and she's super cool. And she sent me a card in the mail today for Easter, and although I do not celebrate Easter, I love my little cards that grandma sends me for every holiday, even the like seemingly unimportant ones because she writes me little notes about like the electric kettle i bought her for christmas adorable and how she how she loves it or for saint patrick's day i will i will do a not a dramatic reading but i'll do a reading um i had sent her some moisture we both love la roche posay cicaplast bomb b5 moisturizer another warm fuzzy um but she said thank you for the moisturizer happy saint patrick's day thank you for the moisturizer ancestry.com tells me i am only 67 percent irish you must be more than that. Have a good one. I love you. Grandma. <laughs> Fantastic. A and fucking I'm like, classic. I'm like, that's that's mint. That is excellent. And I know that I've I've I I'm I have to check my mail after this. I've got an Easter card. It's in my mailbox. Also, she always they always arrive on time. They always arrive on time. That's it's the, the grandma, grandma way. It's the grandma way. So that's that's my that's my final palate cleanser. Get you a grandma who can do it all and if you and if you need one michael has grandma no grandparents I, I well i was about to say michael has no grandparents and yet grandma was like mine so yep. yeah that's it all that's right. that's my like that's that. my last palate cleanser for now i promise we almost forgot about the horrible monster we've been talking about for an hour Alma, oh, you, I really did. I was like, I thought if you did not say that we've been talking about for an hour, I thought you were thinking of like Beanie being hungry and my cats being hungry. And I was like, no, they both have an hour. Like both of both of the factions of kitties have an hour before they need to be fed. Like truly, don't even speak his name. I forgot myself. Right now. Girl, he can't hear me. You got headphones in. Bean. Everybody say it with me now. This is like Blue's Clues. You ready? Bean. Nope. Nothing. 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 I'm sure if I said it out loud, he wouldn't move. But anyway. Oh, you absolutely would. Give me um, a cookie for me. 
That's his palate cleanser. That is his palate cleanser. Always. Every single day. Uh, This has been Crime Culture. You can visit us on our website, crimeculturepodcast.tumblr.com. You can email us at crimeculturepod at gmail.com. Um, you can go to any of our social medias. We got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and, uh, DM us on any of those to request the link to our discord. Our discord is our great little community that we have, um, uh, spoiler alerts for, um, podcasts that are coming out. We have recommendations for different things. We just have freewheeling discussions uh, with our whole pod community that are super fun. Um, You can also find the link um, in any of our social media descriptions for our Patreon. This podcast is free for you to listen to, but not free for us to make. So if you want to throw us a dollar or so on the Patreon, you will be eternally grateful. Also, um, you can vote on episodes that come out uh you can get episodes early so check out the patreon um and if you don't have money to support us you can support us for absolutely zero dollars for free by rate and reviewing and subscribing on your podcast platform of choice so go ahead and do that and with that said we will see you next tuesday Be nice. Wear a mask. Wear a condom. Wrap it up either way. Wrap up everything. Wrap it all up. Bubble wrap. Great. Great palate cleanser. I got more. I got got palate cleansers for days. But we gotta go now. Bye. Eat. Ooh, I didn't even know I could do that. I don't think that sounds kind of nature. I was adulting.